This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today I have very special help because I didn't think I would have to do this. Not six months ago, not six years ago. I have to save the world from the vice president. <laughs> She's gone too far. It's, it's too much. I almost feel bad for her. With two million people in this last fiscal year streaming over the border... And when news crews, not just Fox, but when news crews interview people from places like Venezuela, they go, is the border secure? And they're like, no, not at all. No, we were told to come here. We were told it was wide open and we got here for free. And wow, it's really great. Better than promised. The vice president said uh, recently in a famous sit down that, no, in fact, the, the border is very secure. And even Chuck Todd, that leftist non-skeptic was like, Two million people, they poured over the border. Are you sure it's secure? Like, sure, that's the word you want to look for? And she goes, the border is secure because it has to be secure. That's like saying, Ben, I'm a size four because in my dance recital, my costume is a size four. Therefore, I am a size four. I'm a size 28. <laughs> ben Dominich, he is uh, one of my very favorite intellectuals and... Ben, I, I really thank you for being here to save the world. Well, I, I mean, Kennedy, I, I would like to be able to save the world, but the level of idiocy that we're dealing with today in all forms of our governance yes. uh, is very much something that is intimidating when it comes to that challenge. I mean, I just think that, you know, the vice president's stupidity is just ever present and whenever she's asked a question you know like this whether it's related to the border whether it's related to you know just about any kind of issue under the sun oh, like like this um when she was asked about community banks she said we invested an additional 12 billion dollars into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community, as well as the talent and capacity of community. You know, Kennedy, it's about the passage of time. <laughs> the, the significance of the, the passage of, of the passage time. of time. Uh, look, I just, uh, I, you, you, you would have to invent her as a comedic character. You know, I mean, we, we do. Uh, I mean, there is in Washington this whole thing about. How, you know, House of Cards and the West Wing are inaccurate versions of what goes on in Washington and Veep is the most accurate <laughs> version, meaning like you have, you know, uh, internal staffer fights and squabbles based around, you know, who got what parking space, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's very, very true when it comes to her. And it's very unfortunate because, you know, look, we we are not dealing with a small number of problems at the moment, you know, it just, 
as a nation. And, and by the way, I think that's a really good point. And I want to give the administration credit for that, because any president who is faced with what we are going through right now, yeah. it is a near impossibility. That's why picking a president is still very important because uh, because of the abdication of Congress and their responsibilities and power. Uh, they have given that to the executive branch and, and really have no interest in taking it back and legislating. So the presidency has become so powerful. That means that the position is so incredibly important. And, you know, the vice presidency also very important. And as I was watching Vice President Harris's uh, presidential campaign implode, I still thought, well, maybe she's, you know, it's like some people aren't good test takers. <laughs> you know, they're, they're still really smart people. And it was kind of obvious in the summer mm -hmm. of 2020 that, that she she was going to be the his pick. Mm -hmm. It was. I mean, one of the things that I think we need to appreciate about this moment politically is that uh, the United States is effectively being run by its bureaucratic class. Um, and whether you call that, you know, the deep state or the administrative state or, you know, however you want to refer to it. I think deep state is giving it too much credit. Yeah. I think that yeah. I think deep state requires a level of Machiavellian Depth. competency <laughs> that, that they don't possess. Well, but I, I think that one of the things that we need to appreciate is that this is a a functionally an, uh, a government that basically goes into hibernation for four to eight years whenever a Republican is in charge. They try to slow things down. They try to muck up the process. They try. They they lose documents. They uh, you know uh, can't find uh, the the right way of doing things. They or don't, they they lose tapes. In the case of the IRS and Lois Lerner, like oh my gosh, oh, I yeah, can't believe yeah. this. Oh look at that. Uh, so it's one of these things where you know that happens time and again whenever a Republican takes charge because their attitude really is we can wait out four years or eight years every time that there's someone with an R after their name and then we'll be back in charge and we'll be running things our way. But I think that unfortunately, you know, in this administration, what we really have is kind of a, a just a complete level of incompetence in the West Wing uh, and in the executive branch that is unfortunately putting us all in a position where, you know, we, we have to kind of depend on the bureaucrats to keep things running, which is really disappointing. And I mean, we deserve better than that, Kennedy, as a nation, as a people. We yes. don't we don't want to be you know run by these managers. We don't want to have a situation where it's you know everything is just kind of we're just going to bequeath power from the Congress, from the executive branch, uh, into these bureaucratic uh, little hell holes where people can run things according to their wishes. That's very disturbing. And yes, it's and they've not got, the they've got so much money, and, and but that's where the real power is. Totally. You know, that's where the real power is, these agencies that you don't pay attention to. And when something goes wrong, like in the case of Rochelle Walensky, they just go, oh, well, that was someone else's job. And actually, we yeah. did our job just great. But that was someone else, and, and bureaucrats are always able to hide behind other bureaucrats. And in the case of technocrats, like Anthony Fauci, they pretend like they're so smart and you are so dumb, you couldn't possibly understand. We have top what men they are, working on this. Top they are, men. Top men, <laughs> what, what they are tasked with. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... 
Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Kennedy, you and I both have more extreme views when it comes to, uh, I would say, the the level of government that we would like to have, meaning that you know we understand that uh, we would like a government that is much smaller and that does much fewer things than uh, many Americans do. Here, here. But at the same time, I think that what can be said is that the lessons of the pandemic, the lessons of the last two and a half years roughly, uh, are all things that flow in favor of our more extreme position, meaning that th- this this is a government that is out of control, that has no limits placed on it, that is willing to do – you know, really everything that it wants to do to manage your life, to govern your your children, to indoctrinate people, to gaslight them, to lie about them, and then to punish them if they fall afoul of all the different priorities that the government has. And that's a really scary thing as an American, as someone who's proud to be an American, as someone who's a patriot. You know, that's a really scary thing to see play out in front of you. And the number one thing that was so discouraging to me about this past two and a half years roughly is that more Americans didn't stand up and revolt against this kind of overarching governance, the demands that were placed on them and the rules that were put into place that, you know, from my perspective, you know, just flouted the constitution and just went, uh, you know, in all sorts of different directions in ways that we never would want a national government to do. And unfortunately, I think, the vast majority of Americans just said, "Okay, we'll go along with it." And and I'm I'm banking on there are enough people out there who maybe have not been political, but their lives have been affected to the point where they have no choice. They now have to get involved. They now have to learn more things than they ever thought they were going to get invested in. And mm-hmm. and they now have to look for people to manage government and not mismanage it because you're absolutely right. We're, we're at a, a very dangerous intersection where. You know, the more money government takes, the more power it has, the more control they have of your life. Even with the president saying, hey, 60 minutes, the pandemic is over. You know, there are many of us going, yeah, it's been that way for a long time. We've been able to make our own choices. And those who are most vulnerable, uh, they probably shouldn't be subjecting themselves to large crowds and people coughing indiscriminately. Absolutely. We want to protect those people, not by shutting down society, Mm -hmm. but by being smart about the choices that we all make. So in that regard, sure, the virus exists, the pandemic is over. And the pushback on that has been unsurprising and terrifying. And it has been, you know, even the president had to come out and say, yeah, I didn't mean it was over, because that means you have to give back some of that money. That means you have to cede some of that power and the agencies and the emergency powers that you have been employing. And that is too addictive and delicious to statists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think you see happening there is that the uh, they want to, you know, uh, having your cake and eating it too. You know, they want to be able to say, "Oh yeah, no, America's back. Uh, we're uh, things are going great." You know, and uh, and we're we're getting through this, and and don't worry about inflation, and don't worry about the economy, and everything's going uh, wonderfully and swimmingly. Uh, and then at the same time, they want to be able to say, "Well, because we have an emergency pandemic, we can just you know uh, wave a magic wand and forgive all of this different student loan debt," and to me, look, I look, I look at these parties right now, 
And it makes me very concerned because I feel like the Democratic Party is totally beholden to this kind of woke corporate BS that they have just totally accepted as being, uh, you know, a, a a doctrine on the level of of a religious doctrine uh, that they, you know, are totally beholden to. And then I see a Republican Party that doesn't really want to make the case for human liberty anymore in a way that I think is really uh, discomforting. I mean, you know, I, I assumed that, you know, the, the populist strains of the Republican Party uh, would certainly be an aspect of what they do. Uh, I'm concerned that they've come to dominate what they do and that they're not going to have any kind of element of it be a, a kind of pro-American patriotism that, that lends itself towards small government. Or trusting people to live their own lives, That's which thing. we have completely gotten away from. And I agree with you. And and just because someone is a Republican, you know, there are Democrats who think that person is evil. I have yeah. lost a lot of friends because I work at Fox, regardless of the fact that my views, by and large, have not changed. You know, I have done more research on some things. Some things are a little bit more nuanced. I think about things in different ways having had children mm-hmm. and, you know, living in a different part of the country, certainly. And and I think that that should always be open for improvement to anybody. But by and large, you know, I've, I've yeah. been a libertarian for a long time. I've still lost a lot of friends because there are people who want to other people and cancel them and demonize them. And when you have that, you have what Madison referred to as the factions, mm-hmm. you know, which are two warring sides where you are in a, a state of, I guess it's just frozen. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing meaningful can happen, and it's trench warfare. So, is the answer having different parties and having coalitions? And you know, maybe Nancy Mace and Ron Wyden get together on marijuana reform, and maybe Bernie Sanders and Matt Gates start talking about the surveillance state. I mean, I'd like to see that, but I think, unfortunately, we're we're living in a time in which uh, the power of faction is so overwhelming that you can't really do that anymore. I mean, you can't uh, have those types of uh, alliances that you know had been possible. I think in in earlier decades, and unfortunately, I think that's going to be the way that it is for a certain amount of time. Look, there's there's an alternate history where Chuck Schumer sits down with. President-elect Donald Trump and comes to some kind of agreement with him about health care policy and prescription drugs. And uh, and a lot of Republicans get mad at it, but it's also something that's very consistent with what a sort of populist approach to governance would look like. But I think that you know the impossibility of that is indicative of the kind of time that we're living in when you know even if it would make sense for you to be able to work together, uh, the power of faction is so uh, overwhelming that you can't. Uh, and look, you know, I I wish this were not the case, but until there's a real sea change, I think, in terms of the generational level of of leadership that we have in Washington, I don't think any of this is going to change. If there is one record, not just a song, I know people are very invested in singles right now. If there's one record that you could recommend to people that would make them feel a little bit better or they could at least get lost in the artistry, what would it be? (laughs) 
So, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of this uh, band from uh, San Francisco called the Stone Foxes. They have a new album out uh, that you can uh, find the single for, which is uh, Man's Red Fire, which is out right now. Uh, and uh, and they're uh, they're launching this new record, which I have not had the chance to listen to the whole record yet because they've only put out a couple of singles. Uh, but I'm very excited about it. And uh, they're a good band. They're blues, rock, you know, kind of that Bayou San Francisco thing, you know, that that uh, that I think is sort of a, a weird strain. But I, I highly recommend it. Hey, man, Otis Redding was sitting sitting on the dock of the bay mm-hmm. and he took everyone to a certain place that they never they had never been. And they didn't realize they needed, and that's what we need right now. Ben Dominich, Fox News contributor, editor at The Spectator, thank you very much for being here. Good to be with you. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.